Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Shade, reporting live from the Wood and Stem podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. For our first-time listeners, Wood and Stem is a platform to highlight successful people of color feminists to show others how to get a seat at the table and win in science, technology, engineering, and math. But before we dive into today's episode, how are y'all doing? I know it's been a while. I will be honest and transparent because y'all are family. Lately, I just haven't been motivated. I haven't been motivated to edit or record episodes or answer emails. And I've really just been feeling like blah. And I don't know why. Maybe it's burnout or having a lot on my plate. Or maybe it's just because outside is open and the sun is out. And because of this, I really had been giving myself a hard time for you know allowing so many months to go by without releasing an episode. But I had to remind myself that one, it's okay to take breaks because mental health is important. And I also had to remind myself of the reason why I created this podcast. I didn't create this podcast for money, but if y'all want to send me a check and sponsor, I'll take that. But um, I didn't create this for clout. I created Win in STEM podcast to help people of color excel in STEM and to share knowledge that I wish I knew back in the day and at the same time learn from y'all. So in the words of Big Sean, last night I took an L, but tonight I bounce back. On today's episode, We'll be discussing resiliency and how to bounce back from a setback. My special guest today is Dr. Charles Campbell. He works as a consulting mechanical engineer for Mentum. Thank you for being the guest on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, I'm I'm glad you took some time for yourself, though. I'm really glad. And we'll get into some things today and to help others, you know, navigate this space where they feel, where they're not sure if they're, they're feeling blah or if it's a burnout or so, but I, I'm glad you shared that with us. And I'm glad you're taking the steps to get out of your situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a great conversation today about this. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So before we get started... Dr. Campbell, if you're familiar with the podcast, one of the things we do here is to allow our guests to introduce themselves. So basically, unapologetically, letting our listeners know who you are and what you do, share any accomplishments, and this is your time to shine. So the floor is yours. All right. Thank you. Let's see how we're going to do this now. I'm going to do this like a, a journey, so to speak, to show you how I got to where I'm at anyway. So I'm going to throw in the a little bit of the Jamaican accent in there because I know some of my friends will be mad if I don't sound like it. <laughs> um, but I, yes, born and raised Jamaican, moved to the States for college. But how I got to where I'm at right now, in, I just remember that in high school, in one of my physics classes, my high school teacher was talking about something that sounded so fascinating in engineering. And I wasn't sure what it was at the time and found out later that it was nuclear engineering. Well, my undergraduate 
was at Purdue University. And it was there that in my, my freshman engineering course, where we talked about different programs. And initially I was going for aeronautical, but once nuclear was brought up, I was like, that's it. That's the program. And that's how I started my journey towards getting my higher ed degree. Well, I have my bachelor's in nuclear engineering. Continuing on from there, I didn't get into my first grad program. That's okay. The first program that I started after that was a physics master's. That also did not work out. But then I switched to alternative engineering at Wayne State University. And with a co-op that I had during my master's program at a coal-fired power plant and a natural gas transition uh, transmission facility, I, I fell in love with like the maintenance and reliability aspect of it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to switch to mechanical engineering. So I got my master's in mechanical engineering at Wayne State University. And from there, I transitioned to my doctorate at Iowa State University. At Iowa State, I picked up a lot of skills. I... I consider myself an avid mentor for young engineers of color. And I also picked up a nice, unique skill, which I still fancy today. It's my bartending skills. So if I have guests come over, I will gladly make you a mean cocktail. So yes, that that's my brag, so to speak. My journey wasn't like a straight path, but I got to it. And others just know you can get there. I definitely agree with that. Everybody's journey is different. It's it's never a straight line. There's it's a roller coaster, zigzag, but you know, it's our point to get to our destination. True. So today's topic is about resiliency and how to bounce back from a setback. Can you start off by introducing us to the idea of resiliency and what it means to you? Yeah. So Resiliency. Um, for me, it's how you keep your eye on the, the, the prize. Despite of all the negative situation that surrounds you, the downsides, in spite of everything that's been thrown at you, mm-hmm. you just keep your eye on the prize and you keep going forward. You keep bouncing back from everything that's just like coming at you so that until you get to your goal. And I brought some stuff up, you know, throughout my journey. And when I look back at it, I'm just like, yeah, that that's, that's what I will define resiliency as. And a lot of these things, especially being resilient, it's not something that I even thought about going through these programs. And you just have to realize that even though things might not work out the way you wanted it to work out, it doesn't mean that it won't work out in the end. So that's what I think about when I think of the concept of resiliency. Yeah, I agree. So for me, when I think of resiliency, I think of grit and perseverance and having a certain goal in mind and just striving towards that. Yeah, you might come across setbacks and challenges, but instead of having those challenges and setbacks overcome you, you overcome those to get to where you want to be. Right, right. And I'm glad you mentioned grit too. Um, I, we're not going to jump into that this, <laughs> today, but I know that's a whole different um, game because, see, for me, 
resiliency is a part of grit. Yeah, so grit has, encompasses a lot more, and grit is uh, resiliency is one facet of showing grit. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure when you look at some of the things that you've done, you you've shown some true grit. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not easy being a black woman in STEM. You know, you <laughs> no, need some grit. <laughs> no, it's not. You, you've shown some grit. Just trust me. <laughs> so can you share with us an example of a time where you've been resilient? That could be during your academic journey or within your corporate job. Yeah, share some examples. Okay. Let's... I'm thinking here, the best one that I'd like to share is towards the end of my graduate program at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. There was a point where I just thought it wasn't going to happen. Essentially, with my research, no funding to supplement any equipment, fix any equipment or buy any new equipment. There was no funding for me as a grad student. Then the results that we're aiming for, that, that was just not happening. So it's like, what is going on? Like nothing was happening. It's like all everything that could go wrong went wrong. Mm-hmm. And I remember having like it was a a bittersweet moment just leaving the campus because I was going back home. Like that's I I just didn't have any options. I was going back home. I stayed with my family. My stayed at my mom's at my dad's house, and they afforded me the space to focus on everything, focus on me. So, but I wasn't willing to give up that many years of school. I wasn't willing to let it all just crumble and fall down the drain. So in research, we try, sometimes we get this tunnel vision and focusing on, oh, we're not getting those results. We, it's not coming out the way we want it to come out. But we miss that, oh, even though we don't get those results, we're getting something out of this. And that's what I had to do. I had to take a step back and I realized that while I didn't have the results that I wanted, I had something that was not discussed in any journals before. So I said, okay, this could be something. I reached out to my advisors. It turned out into another paper for me and... Wham bam, I got <laughs> I got my degree. <laughs> so that that was my resilience story there. The setback was me not having any options to finish that degree, but then spending some time trying to figure some other routes, giving myself some more options, then I was able to attain my goal of getting that PhD. Doing that process of the setback. What was the emotions over you going through? Like, how did you process it to the point that you had to tell yourself to keep going? Because (laughs) when we're going through some stuff, you have two options. You can push forward or we can take the L and try again another time. So how did you process that? Oh, yes. Processing setbacks is not something easy. And it varies for people. It varies for situations. Mm -hmm. You know, example. You've been through the engineering program. I'm sure like compared to the first time, let's say you didn't do as well as you expected on an exam. It hurts. (laughs) Like you thought you studied and you were prepared and you didn't do so well. Mm 
But then you realize, okay, I, I have a lot more homework assignments and other tests, projects, and all these other things to do for the course. I can't just let this one test or exam score just like derail me. I have to bounce back. And you try to bounce throughout the engineering program, like you see a difference between, let's say, sophomores and seniors, especially when they do certain projects. At least throughout my program, at a certain point, when these average on a test was like 50s, we're like, oh, okay, that's normal. And we moved on to the next thing because it's a fast-paced school. It's a fast-paced um, program. You know, you got to get through that. So with me, how I was processing, this definitely took a huge hit on me. And I was harder on myself because I was blaming myself for everything that I did wrong. And not something you should do. Like, I was just caught up in my mind about everything that's so wrong about the situation. And I always remember Bob Marley's redemption song starts out with emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. So I took that to heart and I started thinking about some of these things and realizing that, you know, I can't just stay stuck. I don't want to stay stuck. I don't want to stay in this position. Like I knew I was stuck. I knew I was down. I just didn't want to do that. I want to be happy, you know, like I want to experience happiness. I want to stay happy. That's how I processed it initially. You know, I was in my rut. I acknowledged that I was in that rut. I acknowledged that I was in that quote-unquote down phase. And I told myself I did not want to be in this phase. Mm. So one of the things that I tried to do to get out of it too is giving myself some options. Yeah. Also, like for me, how I process failure is trying to remind myself that failure or setback doesn't define me because there are periods of time, especially in school, where <laughs> I was getting way below the average. Let's say the average was a 60. I would get like a 10 on exams. Mm-hmm. I would think to myself, yo, I am a failure. Do I even belong here? Am I going to be yeah. a failure? <laughs> <laughs> like, so many different emotions are going in my head. I had to remind myself, okay, this 10 score does not define me. I might not have done well on this exam, but I will do better on the next exam. I will do everything it takes for me to graduate. Yes, exactly. I think we get into heads about this whole thing that we are failures because of a score that we got. I don't know if it's the engineering training and I just didn't like it. <laughs> and it's it, it takes some time to like get through that and get over that uh, way of thinking because honestly let's say linear circuit analysis is a course that I just completely disliked and I never did well I took that class three times and the third time that I took it it was towards the end of my undergrad program and I said you know what professor I just need to pass it's it just wasn't clicking it's not to say that I'm a, I'm a failure. It's at that point, I wasn't. Fast forward a year later, honestly, I taught 
other students how to do that course. Like it came to me naturally after a while. So we can't dwell on, I don't want people to dwell, especially in the STEM fields, dwell on these, what we'll call them, the, the setbacks, these negative aspects of our education, because that is not the defining moment. I will even share this too. Some people worry about getting into grad programs because of their GPAs. They say, oh, I don't have a 3.0 GPA. This college is not going to accept me. Well, let me tell you what. It's not one thing that colleges look at. They look at multiple aspects of your application. GPA is just one of them. When I applied, I had a three awesome recommendation letters. One was from a department head, one was from a college dean, and one, actually two of them were from a college deans. So that, along with some other stuff, factors too, but <laughs> they, that helped me. And when someone can write a positive, a strongly worded prose about you, that means something. And that should give you enough confidence to know that a setback such as you not making a certain grade or you not completing something the way it should be completed. There's more than one way to, to get to your end goal. And that's the whole point of resiliency. You know, you, you bounce back. You don't let that setback or failure keep you down. And the same thing applies to professionals. Let's say you're trying to apply into a new job you don't have experience in, or for those who want to get into tech and you're applying to job after job, you're getting denied, like, yo, just continue to move forward. Don't let the denial of a job or promotion define you. Right. Yeah. And, you know... That, that's a great point, too, because I, I apply to a lot of jobs. <laughs> and while I do consider myself having a strong network, it, it still wasn't a quick process. But there are people who will look at your resume and realize that, oh, this person is going to bring work to this company. So, yeah, do not count yourself out in... My friend, Dr. Reithamer, she'll say people with options, they act differently. So you just give yourself some options. Mm-hmm. Options. <laughs> so why, why is it important to train yourself to be able to bounce back? So the importance of this is if you want to see yourself progressing, moving forward in your career, you can't be staying in one place. And when you have setbacks, setbacks are there to keep you in one place or send you backwards. You don't want to stay there. You want to keep progressing. You just want to keep pushing yourself to get into the next level. I'll put this analogy here. Like you look at toddlers who are just learning to walk. They're standing up. You don't see that toddler after they fall down that first time, just stay down. They keep getting back up. That's what I like. That's what I see, you know, that a resilient attitude as. And if you want to succeed, especially as a Black person in STEM or even any other minority in STEM, you have to train yourself to bounce back from some of these setbacks because you're going to get a lot of them. 
<laughs> I mean, you've already experienced them throughout your school, throughout undergrad. If you go to grad school, you'll experience them in your workforce. You're experiencing those setbacks. You cannot afford yourself to just stay in one place for too long. I, I just can't emphasize that enough. It's okay to be stuck. It's not okay to stay stuck. Mm, it's okay to be stuck, but it's not okay to stay stuck. And that's how I was feeling a little bit with the podcast. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I felt stuck. But I had to tell myself, it's okay to feel stuck, but it's not okay to stay stuck. We can't stay in this funk for you know a long period of time. You have to get up. What did Aaliyah say? Dust our shoulders off? Yep. What is it? Aaliyah, if at first you don't succeed, yeah. dust yourself off and try again. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly what Aaliyah said. Yeah. And you recognize that you were stuck. And that's one of the first aspects of, you know, getting out of this. And you gave yourself a reason, which your reason was about this podcast. You wanted to create a platform for us, you know? So that goal that you had was just like flashing in your head saying, okay, I'm stuck, but I have this goal. I got to get there. I got to keep pushing forward. That's a resilient attitude. (laughs) Definitely. So what are your strategies for developing resiliency? Okay. Well, the first thing is, and you did this too, it's it's knowing a bit about yourself and knowing about your situation that you're in. So recognizing that you are in a rut, I will recognize that I'm having some issues. I will give myself space and time to deal with those issues. That is one of my first steps and one of my first recommendations. Give yourself time. Give yourself the space to say, okay, I am not doing so great right now. I am stuck. I am not feeling motivated. Next thing I want you to do is, and I'm sure throughout all of this, you're somehow in the back of your mind, you start blaming yourself. We're just going to cut that out. We don't need that thinking there. The reason why we cut that out is because you're a bad B already. Like, Period. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, a degree in the STEM field. You have a, a job. You are working on your entrepreneurial side of things. You're, you're doing stuff. Think about all the positive things that you are doing. Sometimes I do have to go back and talk to some of my <laughs> colleagues and be like, oh. I don't feel like I've accomplished much. And they're like, they look at me and laugh. But <laughs> You're a whole doctor. <laughs> but you, you got to stop, get out of that mindset of blaming yourself and thinking about that negative stuff. So one, I said, you know, giving yourself that space to understand that you are in a situation that you don't want to be in, mm-hmm. not blaming yourself. And then the third thing I want you to do is just, Start giving yourself some options, you know? For me, during that time, too, in between trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to get my PhD and starting work, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I started applying to jobs. And 
once interviews started coming in and I was going, I was just like, okay, I have some options. Like people want to work with me. So I'm going to continue on this path, push myself to get this degree and then go explore those options. So give yourself some options. Like seriously, (laughs) the next thing I want you to do is set yourself up for some wins because when you've been beaten down for a while, you tend to not feel any value. You tend to not understand what it's like to be happy about something or successful at something. So an example would be, I'm in the process of writing a book. Now, while I don't see writing a book as completely out of my abilities, I'm setting myself up for some smaller wins. I'm like, if you write a chapter this week, you know, that's a big win for you. You can go celebrate. So, so I try to break up some of those loftier goals. I really love to set lofty goals, but sometimes that's not always the ideal approach to getting yourself out of some of your situations, some of these negative situations. The other analogy I like to put, at, put this with, and I always think of my physics program, it's they'll create this massive problem for you to solve. There's like, you know, this is not even accurate, but <laughs> it's like John has a ball. He throws it towards the sun. Calculate the speed of light. You're like, how? (laughs) But then a professor who wants you to succeed at solving this problem, they'll help you. They'll say, okay, all right, first question. What does John has in his hand? You're like, oh, he has a ball. Okay, I know that one. What is the size of the ball? What is the force of the ball when John throws it? You know, you start building up some of those, building up someone's confidence. So you want to set yourself up like that. You want to slowly build up your confidence by setting up yourself for smaller wins that will ultimately lead you towards that big win. Then you're going to be like, I did that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And the last one is establishing healthy relationships. Now, I know people say, you know, they have a village. I'm going to say I have a city. I'm not going to lie. I talk with everyone, (laughs) even people who I fundamentally disagree with. I like listening to them. And I love hearing people with different previews of mine because that helps me formulate how I see things. But I set myself up with a lot of positive influences I set myself up with a lot of colleagues and friends that I can approach if I run into a problem. Mm-hmm. In my grad program too, like I could reach out to someone in like the machine shop to help me machine a part that is needed for my project without even worrying about paying for it, so to speak. I just like having those relationships, that network of friends that I can rely on. And I say I have my city, like I have a lot of people. And that's how I got through some of my darkest times. So I'm a recap. Get to know yourself, like allow yourself space to realize that you're in a funk and you need to get out. Provide yourself with some options and try not to blame yourself too much about anything. (laughs) Stay positive and give yourself some options. That will help you with some of that positive talk. Set yourself up for some smaller wins, 
so that you you get an idea of what it feels like to be successful. Remind yourself that you are successful and setting up yourself up with those small wins is going to continue to make you feel that way. And then, you know, keeping it like establishing healthy relationships that you can look at your friends and be like, okay, yes, they're going to help me through that, through this time. They're going to keep me motivated. Those are some of the ways that I see or some tips and tricks that I say to help you bounce back from some difficult situations. So two points that you mentioned really hit home for me. So one of them was breaking down your goals. Because for me, I had the tendency of having these big goals I want to reach, but I have to remind myself that big goals are made up of smaller goals and small wins do matter. Yes. So being able to kind of break down my goals into little milestones and at least I know at the end of the day that once I complete these small milestones mm-hmm. that are leading to that ultimate goal, it will be achieved at the end. Yes. And then the second one was having a network, having your friends, because at the end of the day, you really need a good community to hush you, especially when you're down. Yeah. <laughs> you just need people, like, especially for me when I'm, I haven't released an episode last episode I released was in March and I would have friends like hit me up and say, Hey, Shadi, like what's going on with the podcast? You haven't released an episode in a while. What's going on? You know, here's some topics we like to hear. So having that kind of push me that, okay, people are, you know, listening to the podcast. They're asking, I need to deliver or even just people in my corner to, to support with advertisement or help me with questions it's really, it does make a big difference, um, especially in resilience, because resilience, honestly, is, it's a team effort. You know, you can't do things by yourself in this life. You need a good support system. Totally agree. And you mentioning that, you know, your friends were giving you some topics. See, that's them helping out with you giving yourself some options there. Yeah. And that's what I like about that. I, I have uh, some friends and like sometimes they their positivity it's just like so overwhelming for me and i'm like you know what i want to be like that but that's giving me an option that's giving me another way out of this situation here like i see what you're saying i see i see how you're doing things i like it i want to be a part of that i want to be happy <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think that was a great way to wrap up this episode. Thank you, Dr. Campbell, for your insight. When I tell you this conversation was very timely, because I know that we all go through setbacks and challenges, but the way we respond to these setbacks is really important. Yes, yes, it very much is. And, you know, I'm still dealing with some some of these setbacks but over the years, at least the most recent years, I've learned for myself, like, I don't need to stay in that, that negative situation for a while. But I, I just work on the stuff that I need to focus on some of the goals that I set and, you know, push through. It's a great podcast that you have. And I love the guests that you've brought on, too. 
And I'm sure your friends are going to keep pushing you. So I'm, I'm glad this was a timely <laughs> discussion for you. <laughs> and I truly wish nothing but the best for you. And definitely, if you want to work on some of these bounce back techniques, just let me know. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. And our listeners, they love to connect with our guests. So please share how we can connect with you. You say you're writing a book. Let us know some details on when it will be out, how we can know, you know, subscribe. The book is definitely in its infancy stages. I Like I said, I'm breaking it up into small things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the goal is to get something out by the end of this year. And for those who want to reach out and connect and, you know, work on strategies to build resilience or remind yourself that, you know, you, are, especially in the STEM, STEM fields, that you are worth getting out of your stuck situation, reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Charlton Campbell. I, I think there are two or three Charlton Campbells at, at when I last checked, So, <laughs> which is crazy. So it is linkedin.com slash I-N slash Charlton Campbell. And that's C-H-A-R-L-T-O-N, Campbell Light the Soup, no affiliation. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be sure to include the LinkedIn link in the podcast description. Perfect. Well, once again, thank you, Dr. Campbell, for being on the podcast. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to another episode of When in STEM. Make sure to go and rate five stars, like, subscribe. Ooh. Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram at the Win and Stem Podcast and let us know of your bouncing back experiences and strategies. We would love to hear about them. Enjoy the rest of your week. Until next time, be great and go out and win in STEM. <laughs> Thank you, Shade. <Shonda. laughs>